0: the team clear coat podcast we're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with
1: cars we're probably not doing it well but it should be fun and we might actually learn something along the way i'm dave and i'm ian and this is our show
0: oh my god dave so much pooping Why were we it, both pooping so much? Is that what we really want to start the podcast? It's doing? too
1: late. We already started. Oh, God. I this hit, is going out live. That's how this uh, works, nope, right? I think the recorder's full. <laughs> <laughs> Ian. Yeah.
0: I, I just thought I'd bring us in on a sophisticated note.
1: <laughs> yes. Because if anything, we are classy and sophisticated we individuals. Are cla- we are classy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Team Clear Coat Podcast, automotive podcast. Yes. Preceded by lots of poop. <laughs> It would be less funny if he it wasn't true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah. yeah, that's how humor works. <laughs> Ian, hi Dave. I have a I I have kale chip aftertaste in my mouth. Yeah, I I only have myself to blame for that.
0: Yeah, I have kale chip aftertaste in my butt. I'm just <laughs> assuming that's
1: what kale chips taste like. Ian, kale chips are tasty and delicious, and a wonderful way of getting vitamins. That I don't know which vitamins they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a superfood or whatever hippie bullshit you want to believe. And of course, when the listeners, we went to the Denver Auto Show. We're going to talk about that. Yes. But at at some point during the, that food did come into play. <laughs> as it typically does with me, but we'll get yep. to that later. Yeah. Anyway, so Ian, what do you want to talk about today? Let's start hey, off with the with the auto show. Do let's you just, want to start off with the auto show? Okay, let's like hit it right a away. Big old my eyes because that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. And also
0: my ears because we um, pretended like we were actual adults and uh, automotive journalists and interviewed Tim Jackson, um, who is the showrunner for the Denver Auto Show, um, and you're going to listen to that interview right here if we did it correctly which there's no guarantee but if we did it's right here hey so we're live at the denver auto show uh we're here with tim jackson who runs the show um say hi
1: welcome welcome to the denver auto show thank you for having us
2: fasten your seat belts it's going to be an amazing evening
1: yeah so you were just about to tell us about uh the how far back the denver auto show dates
2: this show has a very rich history And um, it dates all the way back to 1902. And in fact, only the shows in New York City, which started in 1900, and Chicago, which started in 1901, predate Denver's auto show. Now, there are over 100 auto shows around the country now, but this is arguably the third oldest. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, if you're familiar with Denver and familiar with some of the uh, venues around Denver... The original uh, Denver Auto Show started in what is now the Fillmore Auditorium at the corner of Colfax and Clarkson. You've probably been at the Fillmore? Definitely. At some points in time. And it's famous concert venue. At that time, it was called the, called the Monarch Auditorium. And that's where the original Denver Auto Show started. And then it, it stayed there for a few years. A few years, they actually did it outdoors, uh, like in Civic Center Park. And they had cars lined up outdoors in June. And then um, then when the Denver Coliseum opened in 1952, the show moved there. When uh, Kurrigan Hall, which it s- stood where we're standing now, it was only 100,000 square feet. When Kurrigan Hall opened in 1972, it moved there. Then the convention center opened, and it was that half of the convention center, not the whole thing, but that half, halls A, B, and C. In 1992, it moved to the uh, to the Colorado Convention Center, and then the convention center expanded. They wiped out Kerrigan Hall, expanded this to 600,000 square feet of space, and it, and it now takes up 500,000 of the 600,000. It's a pretty amazing history. It is, and it's pretty amazing that it was unbroken for that for that long. Well, and I, uh, and and uh, that's a good that's a good comment. But I I don't want to mislead you. There were years it went away, and all auto shows in back New York, sure, Chicago yeah. during the war years when uh, all the major auto manufacturing facilities changed over to building war equipment. Uh, there was an auto show in Denver and a lot of other cities.
0: So what? why Denver in those early days? Do you know, was there a big manufacturing core here for the West Coast, or was that what
2: it was? It's an excellent question um, that I, I don't have a, a definitive answer for, but I do have some assumptions. Some other things that most people are not aware. Um, Henry Ford, of course, Ford Motor Company wasn't started then. It didn't start till 1908. So this show predated Ford Motor Company by six years. It predated General Motors, which started in 1908, September 27th of 1908, to be exact. So um, it predated those. But Henry Ford had a plant in Denver and a building that still stands today at, down at I-25 in Broadway and was building Model Ts in 1914. And maybe arguably a few years before that, but I don't know exactly what year. We've got a picture of all the plant employees out in front of the plant on uh, June 6th of 1914. So it was fully operational then. But to your question, I would say that Denver was really an innovative city uh, in a visionary city with a lot of visionary people living here. And to get outside of automotive, there are some other firsts. The first uh, press association was the Colorado Press Association, which operates just a few blocks from here. can't tell you what year they started, but it was the first. The very first business journal in the country, and most cities now has have business journals, uh, the Denver Business Journal started first in Denver. Wow. And the Denver Press Club was the original press club and started, of course, in Denver just, a few, again, a few blocks from here. So there were a few other firsts. There was a Colorado Statesman that started in 1896. So I think really there were a lot of visionaries here. And uh, so Denver was first in a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't expect it to be first in, like auto shows. Right. <laughs> and, and to put that in perspective, when you think of automotive in cities that are you know great automotive cities, obviously Detroit comes to mind. But the Detroit show, started in 1902. So Denver had five years on the on the head of the Detroit show. That's amazing. It really is. Huh, yeah.
0: had no idea. So how did you get involved with the, with the auto show and how well, long have you been involved with yeah, in it?
2: I've been here for 12 years and I'm the president of the association that, that operates it. But the association dates back 102 years, not all the way back to 1902, but back to 1914. And I'm only the fourth president of the association oh, wow. over that 100 years. So um, it was my predecessor, Bill Barrow, who uh, is now deceased, and uh, he passed away in in, uh, August of last year. But he brought back really what arguably would be called the modern Denver Auto Show. And that was one that was first in Kerrigan Hall, and then in the convention center, and then in the expanded convention center. Now, uh, we've talked a lot about the old time history of the show, a little more modern history, and that is, that as you can look around here, there's a lot of people in here. A lot of car fans, a lot of car buffs, car geeks, or whatever you want to call them, gearheads. And uh, this is a very popular show, obviously. But six of the largest auto shows in Denver auto show history are six of the most recent eight. Okay. So, uh, So by and large, the auto show here continues to grow. And become more and more popular. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So, what about you? what are, What's your what's your history with cars? Are you uh, are you an enthusiast
2: yourself? I, I am. And my my father in law was a was a new car dealer. I kind of grew up around his business. Uh, I did. I wasn't in the dealership myself, so can't really say that I've been in automotive, you know, for the last thirty or forty years. But I've been around it all that time, and, and very close to it. sure. And I've been a, and I've been a close to the uh dealer associations for many years long before i was in one
1: so what do you think is is next for the denver auto show what are some things that you'd like to see happen in the future
2: well you know what i think really is popular with the public and i'll I'll look around again of course you're on a podcast where your listeners can't necessarily see this but about 30 or 40 feet in front of us is the uh Simulator, the Ford simulator, and look at all the people around that. Yeah. And and if you, as you go through the show, you'll see uh, four or five, four or five, maybe six this year, different simulators. So it's 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 taking a little bit of uh, making everything more interactive. So the extent to which we can make the show more interactive through ride and drives outdoors or ride and drives indoors, like the camp jeep experience i think the better we connect with the public or the better we connect the public to the um, new car experience right and uh, the extent to which we can do more of those uh, would be good okay
0: so i know i know dave and i are super excited about seeing Koenigsegg here what's what's the one that you're that you were so you were geeked about
2: well you know i was and i uh, that's one that i didn't know was coming you know so a lot of the uh I, w- I would say a lot of the exhibits, we don't know what they're going to look like until they arrive. Right. I, w- I wish we did, but we don't. Uh, for example, over in the Subaru section, which would be over on the other side of that big, tall blue wall there, um, there's a concept Impreza, uh, like a 2018 or 2017 Impreza. But it's a concept Impreza, prese- which means that it may or may not be built. Uh, so you have pre-production cars. Then you have the production cars most of these most of what you see in the show are production cars but the concept cars may or may not be built and uh, Denver doesn't get as many of those as say a Detroit or in New York or in LA but we do get some and neat to see those cars uh, and then obviously the uh, you know the exotics what what could arguably best be called the exotics the Ferraris the Bentley's. The Lamborghinis, the Aston Martins, the Maseratis, um, the uh, even the Land Rovers and and the Jaguars are you know really popular cars to uh, to be around and, and be in and, and uh, connect with. Yeah, stuff you may and not see every day on the street. Lamborghini, yeah. Yeah, Lamborghini, yeah. something
0: cool. I think that's that's all I had. Did you have anything else? No, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much,
2: Yvette. Thanks for coming out and uh, enjoy the show.
1: That was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Wow, that was fast. It was awesome talking to Tim. Uh, he, man, it was really great talking to him. He was really enthusiastic. He loved doing what he did, and uh, he offered some great history about the auto show. It was really cool. Yeah. And then after we stopped recording, he also basically outlined
0: for us all the ways in which we're dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs>
1: he did. He did. Yeah. He said, "You're dumbasses because yeah." And yeah. then and then he had a chart. And it was it was lengthy. Venn lengthy. diagrams, yeah. asses, and us were just one circle, a hundred percent overlap. Yes,
0: no, uh, yeah. So he made some suggestions of how to maybe get in to some,
1: basically to lend us, lend ourselves some more legitimacy, which yeah. would have been smart. Yeah, yeah. With the automotive press in general, mm-hmm. should we mm-hmm. ever want to call ourselves automotive press? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he also talked about you know the the whole
0: stuff about the the history of the the car show. I had no idea. Yeah, that me Denver neither. Was that big of a? It sounds like more. It was it was more of a media uh, center than it was a manufacturing or or automotive industry center. Yeah, so that probably had more to do with why the show got started so early here. But
1: it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I was very thankful we could talk to him. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Tim, for your time. Yes. Now let's move it on to the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the cars of the auto show. What was your favorite? Well, uh, Ian, what was my favorite? Volvo V60 Polestar. Me too, Dave. Me too. Uh, Ian, that car is so blue and so Swedish (laughs) and so awesome and so Volvo and so wagon. I love it. I know. I wanted to put my penis in it. So at the auto show, and you'll see this on our Instagram account, um, we played it we played a game at the auto show called will it dave and that's where i and this is a game i've played a long time uh because i'm you know six four. i whenever i go to an auto show i always try to see if i can fit into the back seat of something yeah and uh man not a lot of stuff makes the cut it was a really exciting game for me yeah (laughs) where ian just had to to hold his hand well over his head (laughs) to record me on his phone yeah and uh, watch me get in and out of cars. But yeah. we played Willa Dave uh, and the Volvo V60, Ian. Yeah, it Dave's. It's really not that big of a car, so it's not. But I fit really well into it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, and, it, that, and so that, but that does bring us to how we ended up covering the the auto show because we, of course, missed the actual press day. <laughs> yep, for the auto show. So we just went general public day. And then we had a shitload of fun with yes. our Instagram account. <laughs> that was how we, yeah. how we decided to do it. So But why not? That's a great way to cover the show. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. And yeah, you know, people seem to like it. So if you haven't if you haven't seen any of that stuff, go over to our Instagram account and take a look at some of the shenanigans we got into.
1: Um and but yeah, th- I could see us doing similar things at auto shows or car shows in the future, yeah, like actually kind of carrying some of that stuff forward and you know, like making those kind of silly little videos. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing it. yeah so all uh, right. Uh, th- first when we were there, we were at the Ford booth. That was the first thing you saw when you walked in in Ian. Yeah, I went straight, straight for the Focus RS. I, I, Ian put his body almost upon it, but he, Ian actually did put his body upon the V60 Polestar. I did, I humped yeah. it a little bit. A friend of mine said that they thought, thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Ford Focus RS, yeah. Uh, Ian. In, in my opinion, when I, I see that, mm-hmm. I, I, what I see is a WRX that is better than a WRX.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, uh, I, I I want one so bad. It's the only thing that I can think of that I would consider re- as a re- a good one to one replacement
1: of my R thirty two. Definitely more
0: def- than a Golf R. Yes, yes,
1: because I mean it does have track centric features. Yeah, and you love going to the track. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, and it's uh, it's so pretty, and it, I want one. Oh man, it looks great. It was black with the the with the bright blue brake calipers,
1: usually yeah. painted brake calipers don't do much for me, but for whatever reason on that car, it just worked. When it, I think whenever you have a completely black car or completely certain, you know, yeah. like mono yeah. chromatic car, having those accented calipers really comes through. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I but we couldn't get inside of it, so we yeah, couldn't play Will it, Dave. Yeah. yeah, prototype. They had it locked. Uh, what else did we see? Oh,
0: speaking of Ford Motor Company. Uh-huh. The Lincoln Continental was just as disappointing in person as it as as it was. Well, not disappointing, just I guess underwhelming.
1: It was underwhelming. It, it was overshadowed by the design and uh, aesthetics of the booth itself. I felt yeah. like the car did not live up to the presentation that they surrounded it with. Yeah,
0: the booth looked like it was the set of Mad Men. It was gorgeous it was really good yeah it was probably the best booth
1: yeah of
0: any automaker we
1: walked in and our ties suddenly became narrow (laughs) ian had whiskey well ian actually brought his own whiskey (laughs) (laughs) scotch scotch is what they drink right yeah no whiskey that's
0: yeah um but yeah uh the the booth (laughs) the booth was gorgeous yeah but you just look at it and all you see are other cars yeah
1: yeah, in every angle, it's it's crazy. I've never seen another car like that. It was weird. Yeah, the the rear three quarter is very Bentley Continental GT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the front is very Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Lincoln should Lincoln can make some weird funky stuff and. Yeah. I, I don't know. Have we ever talked about Lincoln on the podcast before? I, you know, I don't know. It's almost like we have some kind of thoughts about what Lincoln should be doing. <laughs> yeah. and, that and We've we, shouted them repeatedly what, into the internet. What, if only we had some kind of venue where we could record our thoughts and then people could digest them later. Maybe made out of blankets, he <laughs> <laughs>
0: hello new (laughs) listeners this is (laughs) we're coming to you live from the blanket fort
1: yes tccbf yeah uh okay so let's see here um i I think the only fitting thing to talk about after we saw the lincoln booth was that on the show floor, we saw Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> we did. Like actually Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: I didn't know he play. lived in Colorado.
1: Yeah, Colorado Springs. Yeah. Oh, that I, makes so much sense. Uh, yeah, I have a friend who live who knows somebody who lives near him.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was just walking around, yeah, leaving a wake of people
1: behind him going, Wait, was that Dog <laughs> the Bounty Hunter? Like you overheard so many people say that. Yeah. I I took a picture of the back of him and his family because I did not have the nerve to go ask him for a picture, but I saw tons of other people posting on Instagram, like selfies with him. I was like, shit, I could have had a selfie with Dog the Bounty Hunter. We totally should have done that. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. We should have had him on the podcast. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. I'll see if I can make that happen. Okay. That would be amazing. Yeah. Wow. If he's a car enthusiast. Let's do it. Wow. I mean, he's a mullet enthusiast. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> we could tell him it's mullet cast. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have so much stuff to talk about when we're talking about dog. Oh, Doctor yeah. University well, let's move it on. Let's move it okay.
0: on. All right. Um, the other big disappointment. Well, not disappointment. Just, you, you, just you, you felt for them in your in your
1: heart. Man, there was. A, okay. Let's just go ahead and say that there was some sad stuff that we saw at the show. There was the trifecta of sad. Hit him with the first pillar of trifecta of sad. There was a Scion stand. There was a zombie st- Scion stand. Not only that, there were tons of cars and a poor employee working it. Yeah, uh, it's that is so. It was so weird
0: to see that. Yeah. It's almost like they they must have booked it before they made the announcement, and like somebody didn't get a memo or something. But uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Scion no longer exists. <laughs> they've they've decided they're going to stop making Scion. Toyota owned owned Scion, and they. You know, uh, there was a, a gym teacher uh, <laughs> sitting backwards in a chair as we discussed in episode twenty-five. If you want to go listen to that, um, and and they pulled the plug, yep. but yet they're still going at the auto show. For yeah,
1: some reason. what is going on? Yeah, yeah, they booked the venue; they had to use it. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, other pillar of sadness: um, Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen <laughs> Volkswagen had a lot of real estate on the show floor as they typically do. I mean, they're Volkswagen, but yeah. in that real estate there were a lot of gaps. There was a lot of empty space and it it was almost
0: <laughs> it was almost like they had booked enough space to show a lot more cars. Yeah. And then maybe they're not even like
1: allowed to sell those cars anymore. <laughs> yeah, like somehow they had to stop presenting a whole bunch of cars to the American public because, yeah. I don't know, maybe they fucked up and did something illegal. <laughs> and now the the floor space is just <laughs> occupied by negative space that I just ran around through. I twirled. You did twirl. Yeah, I twirled. It was so pretty. It Thank was very you. dainty. Right, and yeah. you know, gra- great. Well, I won't say graceful, but, you know, it was nice. But Ian, graceful and Dave can never really be associated. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words do not belong in the same sentence. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, was oh. a, it was an interesting decision to like remind people, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of cars missing here. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, so then the, the other thing that I noticed about the Volkswagen stand was that they had their kind of Audi all-road equivalent. It's called the All Track. Yeah, the Jetta All Track. Yeah, yeah. And so they're probably saying it's more reliable than the All Road, <laughs> and then not understanding what horrible mistake that is to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a weird car. It the is Track. Yeah, yeah. So then, would you like to talk about the last pillar of sadness that we saw? The saddest of the sad oh man those poor poor guys poor little mitsubishi
0: over in the corner like way in the back like you know um every movie that you ever see where you they walk you walk into the one hallway and you know it's sketchy because there's like a flickering fluorescent (laughs) light and there's just like piles of newspapers from like 1975 yeah yeah that was where they stuck mitsubishi (laughs) And they're like three cars, one of which they don't even make anymore. Yeah. They had two
1: Evos there. They don't even make the Evo. There was one Mirage way down there that I tried to push Ian towards, but his yeah. body just naturally repelled it like similar poles on a magnet. <laughs> it was like Mitsubishi's booth was in that scene when Jodie Foster goes into the storage unit in uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> that She found Mitsubishi in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Mitsubishi was in the auto show hospice <laughs> center. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane considering Scion was there and they're already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. That was the morgue. You didn't see that? <laughs> the morgue. <laughs> the just auto show morgue filled with formaldehyde and saws all down the middle yeah, for just an autopsy. Scions and Sobs. Oh. And Pontiacs. Oh. That's all that was there. Oh yeah, so I I think we covered the sad stuff. The, the, I will say the other sad thing that we saw was that Alpha was on the list for the Fiat yeah. uh Chrysler Alliance? FCA. Yeah, FCA. Um no Alphas. No Alpha Romeo cars. Yeah, they were on the map and then they just weren't there.
0: What the fuck? Well, I'm assuming they were Italian they're Italian, so oh. they just like were on their way. <laughs> And stopped at a wine store and just decided to get drunk instead
1: and uh, said, fuck it. <laughs> and then their cars wouldn't start when they went to yeah. leave. And... Of course. Yeah. yeah. They all <laughs> broke down on the way to the show. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So I call alpha missing a disappointment. That was a very big disappointment. Yeah. Um. Jeez. Let's see what else. Um. Le- let's focus on some good stuff. Let's, Let's focus on some good stuff. There's still a little bit of disappointing stuff on the list um, that we could clear out of the way if you'd like.
0: Well, the the only other thing that I, springs to mind as far as a disappointment uh-huh. was kind of the quality of the interior of the Quattroporte. Y- uh, yes, and the giblets. And the giblets.
1: Yeah. Yes. I also love that you're st- still insisting on calling the Ghibli the giblets. That's all that's ever going to be in my heart. It's either that or the grenadine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, all food related. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Duh. (laughs) So
0: anyway, so the giblets and the (laughs) Quattroporte—they're beautiful cars, and I'm so
1: achingly gorgeous. I
0: want a Quattroporte. Me too. More than I want a lot of things. But bike rack that shit all day, son. Yeah. But I think I I think it would it would eat at me that the interior quality was so shitty on a hundred thousand dollar
1: car. Oh my god, it was bad. (laughs) Everything was flimsy. Yeah, it was really weird. So, the other disappointment that I saw was, okay, so you want to promote that this car is for people who have an active lifestyle. What do you do? You throw a bike on the top of it. Okay? Uh, Guys, this is fucking Colorado. You cannot... Fuck around and throw Huffies on top of your show cars. All right. (laughs) There were some shit bikes on top of cars. Volkswagen. Volkswagen had this like crazy Volkswagen branded monstrosity of a mountain bike that looked like it was whittled instead of made. It, It was, oh. Oh God! It looked bad. It looked like someone learned how to make it in welding class and then just did it. And uh, let's see. So, so
0: this is what I had to listen to in the auto show.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Ford. I don't fit the back seat. I don't like that bike. <laughs> Ford had some piece of shit bike on on theirs. Uh, Toyota had a couple Yeti bikes on there, but like this is Colorado. Uh, one of our Instagram buddies, Israel. Uh, friend of the podcast said, like, you know, this is Colorado, man. Like, step up your game. Like, put a stork on there. There's tons of Colorado bike manufacturers. My buddy Chris. Yeah. The frame maker for Reeb. You know, like, come on, man. Like, get some local talent and put them on your bikes. That is going to do nothing but actually, like, really increase people's – like, these people that you want, that you're promoting an active lifestyle too. You're going to get those people, like, actually drawn towards your brand if they make that association with other bike brands that they met like and breathe do you, do you want some more apple juice buddy do you want an apple juice do we need to get you an apple juice <laughs> this is something that ian actually said to me during the auto <laughs> show because at one point what was it probably close to 9 p.m dave started stomping <laughs> like a toddler i i actually calorie crashed it happened i bonked i, get, I, wa- I was watching it happen and i was like hey buddy there's a, there's a food corner should we go get you a little snack Let's get you a little snack. At some point he was talking to me like I was Buster in Arrested Development. <laughs> but then You can't do that out on the
0: balcony, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and we were standing at the in front of the the poor person like who was working the snack bar uh-huh. at the auto show. Yeah. And Dave was being like Super like I don't want to obviously M&Ms. needing <laughs> obviously needing food, but not wanting to admit that you need food. I was like, what about an apple juice?
1: Should I don't we, want an apple should, juice. What a,
0: you want a little cookie? Mm, we'll get you a little cookie. No, I'll maybe buy, just I'll, I'll, it. Maybe my treat. My uh, treat. I'll, I'll buy you a little cookie. <laughs> How about some apple juice and a cookie?
1: Okay. Yeah. And then he just parked right up. <laughs> it's amazing what happens. Yeah. When uh, you know, two of your f- four or five meals, however many meals I eat a day are only the 160 calorie, 30 gram protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares uh, about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. No one does. <laughs> yeah, I got to lock it down for mankini season, Ian. Okay. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, buddy. Get you a little apple juice. Yeah, yeah. And to Ian's credit, he recognized what was going on and took care of me. Yeah. It was very nice of him. Well, I do have a two-year-old at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. You got practice for handling a 38-year-old ginger. (laughs) Pretty much. It's all... He's all worked up about the bikes (laughs) at an auto show. (sighs) I think at one point... I think
0: I do realize what was happening when I asked you about a... So a a car, and you were just like, I don't even care.
1: (laughs) Don't even care. (laughs) It was the Camaro. It was the Camaro. That's what it was. It was the Camaro. The brand new Camaro, which is pretty cool. And I was just like, like, why don't don't we go get you some food?
0: (laughs) We'll go get you some apple juice.
1: I love it. I love it. I love that you didn't take it personally. I think we have an excellent working relationship. I think we're going to go far, buddy. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of perking up, let's talk about, let's see, Jaguar.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jaguar. The interior of the XJ is just sex.
1: The XJL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh. Unbelievably comfortable. The back seat was like, it was better than any sofa I've ever sat on. Yeah. 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 It was amazing. The, uh, the single little button on the dashboard to open the glove box. The glove box, like the feel of the glove box opening was
0: like a revelation. Like you just yes. you brush that button and uh-huh. you, there's like a really satisfying satisfying click behind it. Yes. That gets transmitted through your finger. And then the, the glove box just does like a little soft open. And it's it, yes.
1: fantastic. It, you'll see it on our Instagram account. It was... That glove box beat everything that Maserati brought to the show. (laughs) Just that glove box. You know what, though? What? Gun to my head. Uh Uh-huh. XJL
0: or Quattroporte. I might take the Quattroporte. No.
1: No, I'm taking that XJL. I love that XJL so much. Hmm. i built one on the internet and realized there was no way i could ever afford it (laughs) yeah yeah uh so the other thing that
0: i wanted to talk about was that we both agreed on liking an suv quite
1: a lot oh god was this during my calorie crash did i black out no you didn't you liked it the bm the bmw m40 oh god no (laughs) jesus that was terrible no the xc90 yes yes Wow, Ian and I really like the XC90. Yeah, Volvo That is a gorgeous car. It's
0: killing it. I was bummed that they didn't have the S90 there. Yeah, which would have been great. But the XC90 was there. Uh, you know the new one, which has already been it's been out for a long time or whatever. But I haven't I hadn't sat in one before, <sighs> and they had a T8 version there, the new um, plug-in hybrid, the, the hybrid one with the 400 horsepower. Yeah, engine. Um, yeah, fantastic inside.
1: Oh my god, the design, the ergonomics. Everything. Yeah, the the, I could even fit in the third row seat, like. Yeah, if, we were if, both in the third row seat. If we were just... Dr- and people were asking me, like, can, you can fit back there? Yeah. And like, if you and I were like, we needed to load up the car and drive to like go see a movie or something, Yeah, that would be tolerable. I could actually survive back there for, you know, a, a 15, 20 minute, yeah. maybe 30 minute drive. Yeah. Which is insane to think that a six foot four man can fit in the third row seat of a of an SUV that's not like a gigantic Yukon. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's so good-looking, and oh. the interior, you can oh. just
1: tell its quality. Yeah. Um,
0: I kind of want one. I know. it's a weird right. thing
1: for me to want an SUV like that. It, it makes me think it's like kind of uh, out-range-rovering a Range Rover.
0: Yeah, and, well, and it kind of like in a more uh, attainable, like yeah. it seems like it's more attainable, even though it's probably about the same price as a Range Rover Sport, yeah. but whatever.
1: Yeah, but I mean- Gloss over that. So much more modern. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Oh, love it. Okay, Uh, let's see here. So, um, oh, uh, let's get back to another thing that we thought was dumb. Toyota Corolla TRD Edition. (laughs) So basically, I'm an executive at Toyota, right? Uh I'm a new exec. I'm a new upstart exec. I'm trying to make my name. Oh, bad news, Mr. Dave. We're we're getting rid of Scion. We need, yep. we don't have no outreach for the kids. You know what we can do? We can make a Corolla TRD and cut Scion, and you'll save billions. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna sell that to Green the light. fucking board. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> that wasn't that bad. I just thought the the big uh, under tray diffuser. Oh God, back was dumb. Yeah, um, that's gonna shatter. That's those wheels. Gonna, I like the wheels. The wheels we're are great, but yeah, you know, shit, Mugen like wheels or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but. There was a lot of people kind of crawling over it, which I thought was. I funny. know.
1: And I think it's, and this kind of takes us to the types of people that you see in an, at an auto show. I think you can yeah. see the people that are more concerned about a vehicle's looks over what is actually like how the drivetrain is and what it's like to you know like what they you know what people could do with the cars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just taking it at face value on looks alone, I we just, could see those people flocking to the Corolla TRD.
0: I love my favorite thing about the auto show. It's not so much people watching as it is the misinformation that you overhear. Yes.
1: Is
0: yes. It's fantastic. So a couple of years ago I went with my friend Kirby uh-huh. to the Denver Auto Show. And um Nissan, I can't remember it was like three years ago probably. And Nissan had some special edition of the GTR that was just out. I think it might have been the first year they had a Nismo version or something. Something. I can't remember okay. what it was. Some special edition, okay, so we're looking at the at the at the g t r and kind of crawling over it and um you know, looking through stuff and and this guy just out of the blue has been like standing there, and he like taps Kirby on the shoulder and just starts talking to him,
1: oh no, and oh, he no. Was, random random I have the information to give guy, yep, oh no
0: and guess guess what he said he was talking he just said, you know. For this same money, I'd just modify a Camaro and just walk all over this thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. And oh just start talking about, like, putting cams in a Camaro and uh. all this other weird shit. And clearly yep. had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: he um, was pretty see, hilarious. You see those people at the auto shows. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they just, they, they come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Like, we heard that one uh, guy telling yeah. his girlfriend when we were over by the stupid X4, and he was like... Yeah, that's an X3, a X5,
1: X7. <laughs> he said literally every other number than four. Every other number. There was also the guy under the hood at the uh, the turbocharged Honda Civic. Or oh, yeah, Ford, yeah, the Civic. Ex- uh, explaining oil vi- viscosities to his poor girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Who,
0: I mean, they must have only been dating
1: very shortly because she was doing a really
0: good job of gaining interest. <laughs> like, I would have just been like, whatever, dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yes yeah and i like cars and i would have been shut off (laughs) (laughs) yeah dumb uh oh man yeah so let's see here. I, I honestly think that that wraps up a lot of what we had to talk about the auto show. Good, because I want to talk about Formula One, Dan. Well, hang on real quick before we get to it. i so excited. Well, I I want to say that we ran into our buddy James at the auto show. It oh, was, yeah, of course. It was great to see him. We walked around with James for a while and looked at the BMWs. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about seeing a Koenigsegg. We did see a Koenigsegg there, yeah. yeah C- I've never seen one of them- X- C- C. XR XR okay CCXR yeah with the top gear wing yep and it was insane mm-hmm. it was so low and those sills are so the wide i never so wide. i had never seen a Koenigsegg in person before me neither me yeah. neither and it was cool to see the doors open and up i love the way they do their doors Yeah. that's mm, so cool yeah yeah those those are are so three, so pretty
0: three, three comma doors for sure
1: yeah Anyway. But anyway, it was awesome to see James. And we're going to we're gonna hear from James
0: later. Yes. We recorded a, uh, an FMK Cars with him in,
1: inside of a terrible, terrible BMW. That I was filling up with flat children. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was so stupid. We closed all the doors on that car, and then it suddenly got, like, 60 degrees hotter in there. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can't avoid oh, it any longer. Oh, God. We're going to talk no, about Formula the One. there's other
1: stuff we can talk about. So, um... It
0: is after the Australian Grand Prix uh-huh. and the shit show of qualifying that
1: they tried to institute. Yeah. So I've just seen headlines that the qualifying is pretty crazy. So ex- can you explain the qualifying to me? Because it just seems like everybody li- like everybody doesn't like it. Everybody hates how it's implemented. Give me the guy that doesn't really know anything but is very sports aware of, of okay. what's, what's breaking down. So it's super relevant because they've already decided they're scrapping it. But... <laughs> so okay i love it when it was like well we thought it was a good idea at the time so yeah yeah okay so basically what they they decided to
0: do so the the way that qualifying was done before was that it was there were three rounds of qualifying okay and you had to be like within the uh, a certain number of the like so like the first round i think it was the top like 18 cars or something like that would go to the second round and then from the second round you had to be in the Top ten to make it to the third round.
1: Okay. Okay. All right.
0: What what happens to the cars that don't make it? They get slotted but, into their grid positions, just lower in the lo- field. lower in the field. Okay. But they don't get to keep to go. And then there's sure. other rules about like, you know, uh, during the second round, whatever tire you use, that's the tire you use to start the race, and all those other stuff. Okay.
1: Okay. Some weird ancillary stuff. <clears throat>
0: yeah, and these okay. are all timed sessions. So there's three timed sessions.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So. <laughs> They had this idea of doing like a rolling elimination instead. What? Instead of just like seeing everybody's times at the at the end of each session. What? So every so starting at like seven minutes in, every ninety seconds one car the bottom car was eliminated. Oh. But the because because everyone's only carrying like enough fuel for like two laps, and they don't allow people to refuel in the pit lane. You have to go back into the gar- into the garage to do it. It made it so like If you were like Three cars up From being eliminated You ended up Just being like Well I can't make it There's not enough time For me to get like Do an out lap And do a flying lap Before I'm gonna get eliminated So I don't even get the chance To try to Oh that's so weird So like they They stopped No one was racing By the third session Nobody was out on track With
1: like Four or five minutes to go In qualifying what? <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> like just a tumbleweed, and then like someone out there in like a Honda Civic is taking pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically.
0: But I mean, Lewis Hamilton did a, had an amazing lap to uh, for for pole position, and you know it was kind of a shame that it was overshadowed by all of that nonsense. But weird. Yeah, it was crazy, and I I kind of like the idea of a rolling elimination. Like, it's kind of a cool
1: idea. They do bike races like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But, like, in practice, it didn't really work out. And I think part of the reason was 90 seconds just wasn't enough time. Right. And maybe they could do, like, two people and make the time longer, you know, do it, like... Yeah. You know, 180 seconds or something. However they could do it. But it was... That's so
1: weird. It was really strange. Yeah. So they've scrapped it already.
0: They've already scrapped it. They've already announced the second race isn't... It's not gonna... Not gonna happen. Okay. Um, but the other big thing that happened uh, during the race, or so during the race, uh-huh. was uh,
1: Fernando Alonso's crash. Oh my God! We watched that before we ate dinner. That was insane. Wow! It, it was just a testament oh. to the to the F one safety
0: tech and the strength of carbon fiber shells.
1: Yeah, the rigidity of the of the safety cell and like when. They, oh my God!
0: When we were, when I was watching it, they when they first cut to the crash. You saw Esteban Gutierrez's car in the gravel and then you saw something else in the gravel and it a, wasn't a
1: pile yeah, you saw a pile
0: it wasn't yeah. immediately recognizable as a car yeah. in any way because it was an
1: upside down tub there was a tire sticking out somewhere yeah that was about it, it
0: and yeah. and amazingly Fernando Al- Alonso walked away yeah which
1: it, it was so insane. yeah so he hit uh the other soccer player's <laughs> rear wheel <laughs> Yeah. with his front right wheel. Yeah, g- g- Just, completely sheared the suspension. Sheared the suspension, his wheel flopped up onto the nose of the car.
0: But did you notice that the wheel didn't go flying? They yeah. have tethers. They have like really strong carbon tethers. Wow. And they uh to keep the tire from like flying into the crowd and That's, decapitating oh, someone.
1: There you go. Right? Okay. And those yeah.
0: actually those worked really well too, even though the car completely disintegrated. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So so then he was over on the shoulder uh on in the grass, and on then the shoulder. on the shoulder, hit <laughs> hit the gravel and just launched into the air. Yeah. So he dug into the gravel, so spun side sideways mm-hmm. twice in the air before he hit. Yeah. And then, and then he still hit the wall. Still, then dug in again, continued to roll all the way to the wall. Yeah. And it's not like the wall was right there.
0: No, he was he was moving because he oh. he didn't get to break. So I mean, he, he yeah,
1: was going I, fast. I cannot get over the distance that he traveled it, on that double roll. It like you're just watching the camera pan, and it just keeps panning, and he's still in the goddamn air. Yeah, it was so far.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, just to give you an idea oh. of how how amazing those machines are. The, you know, there was a foam board that he hit okay. in, the, in the onboard video. Yeah, yeah. That was the 50 meter board.
1: Dear Lord. Before
0: the apex. So, and he hadn't hit, he hadn't started breaking yet. So like. Wow. The, they, they were breaking it just before the 50 meter board from, you know, like 180 miles an hour. I mean, it was amazing. Dear
1: God. Yeah. That's crazy. So
0: when when there's a failure, it's spectacular.
1: Whew. Man, yeah. that was that was amazing. But he walked, a, walked away. Yep. Walked away. Yeah,
0: pulled himself out of the car and just walked off.
1: Oh, that, Unbelievable. the other driver came up, make sure he was okay. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. That was crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. You want to play some FMK cars? Sure. Yeah?
0: Sure. Should we listen to the one we did with James first? Yes. Is it, that going to be right, right,
1: right her? It'll probably be right here. Right her.
0: We are coming to you live from inside the disgusting... <laughs> X4 M40i bull.
1: Why are we sitting inside this car? It's awful. Because I wanted to complain about it.
0: Oh, okay. Something to talk about. But anyway, we ran into James. Hello. Here at the Denver Auto Show. And surprise, surprise, he has some FMK cars queued up for us. Yes. So we're going to play one of his... He's in the driver's seat, literally. So he's (laughs) going to give us uh, some FMK cars before we die of suffocation from breathing each other's sweat in this very hot automobile.
1: Also, I'm farting a lot. Oh, dang. <laughs> I, I, okay. Yeah. All oh, right. That's better. Yeah. Thank you. We'll breathe. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, James, you're you're up. Yeah. Siri. All right. Read FMK cars. <laughs> all right. The title for this is the 700 Club. I think you guys would probably guess what that's for.
1: 700 horsepower. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. First, the Charger Hellcat. Okay. Second, the Ferrari F12. Ooh. And third, but definitely not least, the McLaren P1
1: GTR. Oh, oh, the GTR.
0: Well, I mean, we're crushing the Hellcat. I'm crushing the Hellcat. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm marry the F12. I marry the McLaren, and f the f the uh, Ferrari. Yeah, I would
0: uh, f the McLaren for a day. Yeah, and go to spa because I'm that rich because I have a McLaren P1 GTR and I, I just want to practice o Rouge over and over and over, over. again until I die I, th- I think that's good how yeah. would you answer James oh jeez <laughs> double microphone I think I would uh, you know you wrote this one right yes I do <laughs> that
1: doesn't mean I thought about it <laughs> you also have issues with object permanence like I, I do I'm Dave
0: <laughs> um i'm gonna say definitely it's unbelievably
1: fuck the, hot fuck i
0: know the, i'm gonna say fuck the p1
1: gtr okay because, boom yeah why wouldn't <sighs> you take it to the nurburgring yeah why wouldn't you it was nice knowing you (laughs) 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 because i yeah yeah i'm so afraid to drive that but i want to so hard but but it's like i would just leave the car in first gear and just like (laughs) and putter around it because i'd i'd be pooping myself constantly (laughs) all right well hey man it was really good meeting you at the
0: i like that we have friends of the podcast that we just run into at auto shows yes yes any car events
1: really (laughs) yeah awesome thanks james thanks see you guys hey that was fun. Thanks for, thanks for playing FMK cars with us at the car show, James. James writes awesome FMK cars. It's always great to see him. And uh, we're always thankful for when he sends stuff our way. Sorry for making you sit in like arguably the worst car at the car show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that, buddy.
0: And you should especially apologize for whatever was happening with your butt.
1: <laughs> James, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I'll blame it on the apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ian's fault. All of a sudden. <laughs> all right. So my car, my FMK cars, uh, does not have a catch. Okay. Uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first, please. Okay. All right. These are tiny, fun, fast cars for under fifteen thousand hmm. dollars. Okay. Okay. These are twenty sixteen model year cars. They can be had with a manual transmission mm-hmm. for under $15,000. Really? Yep. Okay. So, first up, we have the Ford Fiesta hatchback. Okay. 2016, 14.4 comes in. Okay. All Which right. engine is that? Is that the one liter? I can't even remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then, after that, we have the Chevy Spark. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That one's only $12,000. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, we have the Nissan Versa Note that notably at the auto show, you and I just looked at quietly and then kept fucking walking. (laughs) 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 At least the 370Z we looked at and we're like, meh. Yeah, and then like, but the versa note we both saw it. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember, we, I remember yeah. looking at it and just kind of internally going, mm, "Nope." <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, so you have you have a versa note, a Chevy Spark, which I like the I like the styling of the Chevy Spark, and I'm gonna do this more if we do more. Will it, Dave? I dove headfirst into the rear seat of it. <laughs> it was pretty that, funny. That was good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I this one's easy for me. Yeah, it's
1: easy for me too. I'm,
0: Crushing the Nissan
1: Yeah Yeah as you should Clearly Yeah
0: I'm going to marry the Fiesta Yep me too um, Because I think That's the obvious Decision in that class Yeah Yeah At this point Yeah Um, And I'm going to uh, F the Spark For a day And I'm just gonna throw you in the back seat apparently because you fit and we're gonna go um i'm just gonna go do handbrake turns all day
1: until you're a (laughs) battered shell of a man (laughs) until i'm just dehydrated from nothing but motion sickness every once in a while just toss a little apple juice back there (laughs) a chocolate chip cookie you're gonna be fine buddy (laughs) (laughs) yep yep all right okay good what what do you
0: got buddy okay this one has a title which is shocking? What? Yeah. No. Ian doesn't do titles. I do. I did. I did a title this year. Or this <sighs> this year. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <sighs> okay. This time. All right. Ready? Oh yeah. Honey, come look. It's a thing I know nothing about. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Auto show cars oh. with an auto show hubris twist. Oh boy. Okay. So you're gonna you'll you'll catch on quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Jaguar XJL oh, is the yeah. first car. I want to go to there. Anytime a car is mentioned in your presence, okay. you have to say, Oh yeah, my uncle had one of those. Especially if it's the first ever model year. Okay. Which is a thing that I have heard at car shows before.
1: Really? Where
0: things were like, Oh yeah, you know, i I've, I've driven one of those before, and it's like a
1: prototype or some shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you're gonna be that guy. Oh, we did hear a guy say that near the BMW i8. Oh, I've, I've driven these. Yeah. Yep. No, no, you haven't. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one, Volvo V60 Polestar. Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: In every in every conversation you have, you have to say, "No replacement for displacement." Okay. <laughs> and right. I actually wrote down side mouth noise. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, all no right. Replacement for displacement, no matter the context. Okay. So you have to wedge it into every conversation. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm going to use the example, ma'am, I ran over your puppy. <laughs> There's no replacement for displacement.
1: <laughs> oh. okay. okay, all right. Uh, what was the first car again? The, I ex- the XJL. Okay, okay, okay. And you you have to yep. say, oh, yeah, my uncle has one Yep. Those. Okay, all right. Anytime anyone mentions any car, any ever. car, any. any car ever. Oh, but I love the XJL so much. Yeah, it could be a fucking you Stanley
0: it. steamer. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> uncle's got one of those.
1: <laughs> and I can't be like, my uncle has one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, it like yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta be yep. super it confident to be said and understood Yep, as if my uncle did indeed own one of those. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Right. And then, and then, as a bonus, you just misstate facts about it. You okay. Know? Yeah. Oh, it's got a V twelve. You know, whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rotary. Tw- you know, six turbo V twelve. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one. Uh-huh. The last one. Yes. Was another favorite of mine at the car show. Okay. BMW M two. Oh yeah, you really like that. I one. really like that yeah, car. Yeah. Um, you must misidentify every BMW you see as quote. One of them Japanese cars. (laughs) (laughs) Loudly.
1: (laughs) I see you got one of them Japanese cars. Yep. Okay. That's what you're doing. Yeah. All the time. Oh boy. (sighs) Oh man. Okay. And my my side effect for the Polestar. Um, No replacement. Oh wait. No replacement. I haven't
0: done it. I haven't done it yet.
1: No replacement for displacement. I I normally try to edit all those sounds out of the podcast (laughs) because they mess with the levels. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh man, I have to marry the V60 Polestar no matter what happens. Yeah. no matter what happens, that car. Oh, in that car. Yeah. I. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, Mister Sevenuk. I have uh, bad news for you. Yeah. Your your, your prostate has grown considerably. Well, I mean, you know, there's no replacement for displacement. <laughs> the doctor's actually going to say, you know, in this case, you're actually correct. There is no, that means that it, only bad things are happening down there to your butt. So, yeah, enjoy driving your Volvo. Yeah. It was a fun little role playing we uh-huh. just did. Yep.
2: Uh-huh. I don't know
0: why I insisted on putting my finger in your butt. But- <laughs> I don't think that was really necessary for that's, our listeners to get the idea of what was happening.
1: But that, that's us LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, back on the rails. Jaguar XJL. Mm-hmm. I have to F that car. Okay. Because for the love of God, I, I, I want one so bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is like as obsessed as I was with the Phaeton. Mm-hmm. I want the Jaguar more. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I want that glove box button. <laughs> I want the glove box I button. know. I want everything in my life to open like that glove box. Yes. Button. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then that means I am killing the, what was the last one? The M2. The M2. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Kill the M2. Really? You. I, I, BMW and I have an odd relationship. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I don't know if I'm ever going to own a BMW. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like. They are really cool cars. They've done some amazing, great cars. You, no one can argue with that. Like every four door sedan that comes out that has any kind of sporty inclinations is called like the next three se- series killer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it, that's it's on the level of the Porsche 911 as a sports car hallmark. Well, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, they invented a.
0: Category. Yeah. They, yeah. they, with the M5, they invented a category.
1: Yes. Yes. And so, um, I mean, they're amazing, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's something weird about the way that I feel about BMW that I can't really explain. But if you gave me the choice between, like, let's say a BMW 7 Series and a Jaguar XJL, mm-hmm. XJL. Easily, I think I would make that same right. choice. Right. Uh, so in so many other segments, I think I would pick something other than a BMW. Okay, what but I'm trying is, to say. in the M2 segment, what do you what do you go for? So that is BMW's two door coupe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> F Coupe. Uh, I go um, N- Nissan GTR. I go well, um, but th-
0: I I don't. Th- those aren't yeah. in the same category. Okay. I don't think because I think they the F Coupe and the GTR more compete
1: in the 911 space. Okay, so give me some stuff that competes with the with the two, the BMW two, the Deuce. As you I'm know, call on- it.
0: honestly, you're looking at like the CLA, AMG. Okay, you're looking at in an Audi of, S5. Uh, I would say RS three. R S three. It's closer to the size of the RS three. Okay. Um in some ways almost the golf like the Golf R four hundred I think would be oh, yeah. would be kind of uh competitor for that.
1: I, I'd take that over the two. Okay. Over the deuce. I don't know, man. I the M two is Yeah. Intriguing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I really like them. I think they're great. And like I don't think that anybody that has a BMW is like making a dumb choice because they're awesome cars. Mm-hmm. It's just, for some reason, it's just never had that kind of emotional hook to me.
0: I think I know. I think I have an idea of why. Why is that? Because it's the obvious choice because we're, it's not what all, it's what all of them would pick. Right. It, Cause I, I have some of that. Like, yeah. I, I think I feel like it's, it's yeah. too obvious a choice and therefore not as cool as it could
1: be. I don't know. That doesn't seem to resonate w- with says, me. Says the sob driver over we, here. It, with respect to that car, with respect oh, okay. to that okay. car, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know because, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like I like people say about Metallica. Like I like the band, but I hate the fans. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about BMW's drivers. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Obvious. It might be some of the obvious choice, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Weird. Anyway. You work on that. You you report back. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to go let to us, car therapy. Yeah. Let yeah. us know what you think. therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ian, I think I think we almost undid it. Yeah? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, You had one thing you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about our interview with Mr. Regular. Yes. Yeah. So besides learning how to gauge whether or not the recorder is full. <laughs> Um, I so he, I think he brought up a couple things that I really just kind of wanted to keep focused in the future. And I've only remembered one of them. Uh, I'm hoping that the other one comes to me as I'm talking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's see how this works yeah. out. Yeah. Oh boy. So one thing that he brought up that I, I never really thought of was that when we were talking about public transportation, he brought up the rural aspect of it. Right. And that's something that I never really think about. And I don't think about a rural automotive driver as much as I think of a, a a driver in a city like ours that has a lot of uh, ancillary methods of transportation mm-hmm. where like cycling is an option, like tons of people bike commute to work, you know, right. like public transportation, light rail, bus, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. But like in rural Pennsylvania, you know, where my mom grew up, uh, yeah. those kinds of things were not, are not an option is still are not an option today. You yeah. know, in fact, a lot of those places used to have those kinds of things And they've gone away because rural economies have pretty much tanked because they're centered around like mining or steel work, especially all the Pennsylvania steel towns, you know, like mining, steel, uh, you know, like uh, all of these kind of natural resource uh, based jobs. Right. But um, yeah. So keeping the rural aspect in mind is something that I plan on doing in the future. Um, And I can't remember the other thing that I wanted to remember or to say about... (laughs) Our interview with Mister Regular. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that was about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good work. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, oh, that was a bad <laughs> Thai food burp. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. We we did it to ourselves. Yeah.
0: We're just starting on uh, biological issues and ending. <laughs>
1: biological issues. <laughs> so, listeners, check out our videos on Instagram of what we did at the auto show. Mm-hmm. We ran around like a bunch of idiots and had a great time. Yep. And um let's see, we left some stickers in cars. Oh, yeah. Tweeted us if you found those because you get an uncer uh voucher if you've done that. Matt That's true. gets one. Yep um and next time, and he did make a uh, comment about taking one of our team cl- team clear coat approved stickers and placing it in a Mitsubishi Mirage yeah you so, son of a bitch so next time we're going to staple them to the cars <laughs> <laughs> or you know stick them <laughs> 'Cause they are stickers. <laughs> I I like staples. Okay. Yeah. Just stapling it right into the airbag on it. Like. Just nailing it. Yeah. Why are you walking over with a staple gun? So so Ian and I left stickers in cars at the Denver Auto Show, and I was fully expecting someone to yell at us about doing that. Yep. No. Nope. And guess what? The Denver Auto Show themselves retweeted our tweet saying that we were doing it. Yeah. And that was Awesome. Yeah, so if you found this podcast because you
0: found a sticker in one of the cars, please let us know. Yes.
1: Because that'll be hilarious. Yes, yes, please. And if you were a uh, booth – if you were manning a booth and had to work the auto show and you – Threw away our stickers, and somehow you found us and decided to listen anyway. Then please send us an email. We want to be your friends, and we'll send you a sticker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also we should talk about the sad Malibu guy. Um, Remember the guy that we saw? Yeah. Nobody, to, nobody wanted uh, to look at the Malibu. He was all by himself. He was all dressed up. He was, and nobody wanted to look at the Chevy Malibu. <laughs> no, not a single. Oh, person. it was. It was like and it had like a tiny raised wall around it. Yeah. And we tried to get him to play Fmk Cars, but we realized that that would not be a good idea yeah. because he would have had to kill a Chevy. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, also say the word fuck on yeah uh, on a, on podcast uh, on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> poor poor Malibu booth worker. Right. Anyway, let's go get some apple juice, buddy. Okay, I'm I'm actually doing pretty good. Okay, yeah, yeah. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's run him down through the plugs, buddy. Okay, okay. Email us, FMK car ideas, stickers you found, uh, amazing cars that you saw, uh, teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Let's see here. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Team Clearcoat. Got to give a big thanks to Nick over in France, over in Europe, tweeting us pictures of cars over there. That's so awesome. I loved everything that you sent us. That's so great. Thank you so much for I
0: doing that. I like to think that whoever you're on vacation with was really irritated <laughs> that you kept having to take time out to tweet at two morons
1: in a basement blanket fort Dude, halfway across the world. That means so much to me. That is so amazing. Yeah. Like I, uh, You just have to send... You just have to send us your address. You're getting more stickers. Yep, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, let's see here. So that was Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, t- at Team Clear Follow Ian on Instagram and Twitter at I Roll So Hard, E-Y-E, Roll So Hard. Follow me on Instagram at NuckNuckGoose. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Nope. Okay. All right. Well done. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Volvo V60 Polestar. (sighs) We're coming for you.